Hello, this is Keith Koo, host of Silicon Valley Insider. On this week's show, I have two experts who have successfully applied for the Paycheck Protection Program. Although it's just been reported that the initial $349 billion has reached its funding limit, it is expected that the government will release another round of stimulus. So we believe that this is a very important show to listen to, so don't go away. Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Google. What makes them industry giants? Get ready to take a peek inside and learn their secrets of success. This is Silicon Valley Insider, the show that demystifies the valley and helps to elevate your business to the next level. Now, your host for Silicon Valley Insider, Keith Koo. Welcome to Silicon Valley Insider. I'm your host, Keith Koo. I have a special program today to talk about the SBA Payment Protection Program, or PPP. I have two very special guests, Tong Chin, who is the former Deputy CFO of the Small Business Administration out of D.C. and the Deputy District Director of the whole San Francisco Bay Area. And, I, and she does a lot of financial consulting, which we'll talk about more. And I have John Chang, who is also a former bank executive, the former mayor of Piedmont, California. He also does financial consulting, and he's also been the CFO at a few nonprofits and other organizations. Welcome, Tong and John. Hi, Keith. Thank you. Thank you, Keith. Hey, Tong, why don't we go a little bit more into your background and why you're so passionate about the SBA PPP program? Sure. So I spent about a, a little bit over 10 years in the SBA, and I was the former deputy CFO for the SBA. And during the last recession, I was in D.C. Um, leading a team of SBA um, people that actually did uh, several loan programs, about nine loan, uh, new loan programs that help small businesses that back in 2009-2010. So when um, this disaster, you know, the virus disaster happened, or COVID-19 happened, I am looking at all the regulations since I, it's, you know, I'm very familiar with all those. And also during the past uh, um, five years, I was in the Bay Area um, as a deputy district director for the SBA. And I worked with a lot of lenders and the small businesses to make sure they get the finance they need to start and to grow their businesses. So during the um, COVID-19 time, I know a lot of businesses are in stress. So multiple people called me. I end up doing a lot of research and study on my own to um, try to help people, especially the Chinese community, um, to understand, interpret what they're supposed to do during this time. Great. Thank you. Thank you for the explanation. And John? Uh, thank you, Keith. Uh, yes, I, my uh, career kind of spans 40-plus uh, years um, having started out in public accounting, I'm a, a CPA in California, and spent most of my career in the, the banking financial services arena, being a chief financial officer for various um, institutions and senior management positions. Uh, I wasn't re ready to retire a number of years ago, so I ended up uh, helping out in the nonprofit world, um, and I retired as the chief financial officer of Asian Health Services, a nonprofit community health center in Oakland, Chinatown. And I... Uh, uh, left them a few years ago, and I'm actually helping nonprofit organizations through an organization uh, that I'm helping called Nonstop uh, Administration and Insurance Services, where we uh, eliminate all the out-of-pocket costs for employees of uh, nonprofits and no changing carriers and uh, premium savings. But anyhow, um, I'm happy to um, participate in this um, uh, uh, talk and 
Uh, I also am passionate about supporting small businesses. And uh, I, I, in my consulting, a couple of my smaller uh, for-profit companies uh, approached me and said, John, can you do a little research on this new CARES Act as it relates to the PPP program? And so I have since uh, last week submitted two for my for-profit clients, and I'm helping a couple of, of uh, nonprofits uh, go through the process. Thanks, John. I'm looking forward to hearing how that process was a little bit later. So thank you, too, for doing the introductions. Um, I wanted to start off with uh, what is the SBA PPP program? And I'll start with Tong. Um, so the SBA, the PPP program, it's called Paycheck Protection Program. It's a part of the CARES Act, which the president signed on March 27th. So from then to now, you can know it's just a short period of time. And the, mainly the program is trying to help small businesses to keep their employees employed. So to keep people at their jobs for eight weeks. And so that's basically the essence of the program, but there's several other um, features in the program. It's basically trying to help small business to get extra fund into their um, into their business. And then if you pay your, um, use the amount, amount of money, kept your employees um, at their job, um, I think the date was February 15th, that's mm -hmm. from February 15th to June 30th. If you kept those employees on job for eight weeks, then that eight weeks of the um, payroll can be um, forgiven. This is uh, um, from the history of the small business uh, various loans. It's the first time that we're actually forgiving the loan. Um, so it means you don't have to pay, check, pay back the loan. The US government will pay for you for the, the loan if you follow the guidance. Um, but what is all the guidance yet? We, um, we still, um, the SBO is still working on it. The loan portal is open, but not for the guidance part yet. Yeah, I mean, I've heard there's been a lot of confusion, as much as everyone's rushing to take advantage of a program where you have, a, in essence, a forgivable loan under certain conditions. I've been hearing a lot of uh, stories about how difficult it's been for some people. John, is there anything you wanted to add to that? Yeah, as uh, you probably have all heard on the, uh, the, the press and the news that uh, the big banks like Bank of America and Wells Fargo, they already uh, capped out. And, and in fact, my understanding in the first hour or so, when the website was open for Bank of America, they had over 15,000 applications. So, and Wells Fargo, I think they've capped out and they're not even accepting any new applications. And that's caused us a lot of frustration by the Wells Fargo customers because they tried to go online, not be able to get through, and then only to find out that it's already capped out. So they, they got a lot of frustrated folks out there. Yeah, just, uh, I, I know all of us have experience in banking, but just to explain for those who've gotten frustrated, it's not a defense. Uh, but we can talk about Wells Fargo specifically. Uh, I heard a lot of stories where they announced at 5 p.m. on Sunday evening a few days ago that they capped out at $10 billion, even when people were still receiving the email that their small business might qualify to sign up. And what happens is because of all the bad news specifically around Wells Fargo, the government said they could only lend $10 billion out of $350 billion. That was their allotment. And then for whatever reason, B of A had a $22 billion allotment. So they capped out uh, very early on, speculate why that happened. And so this is really clear. As Tong said, there's only $350 billion to, 
this first go around there's speculation there'll be additional rounds because we don't know how long the pandemic is going to last and that other banks have different programs one other thing that i should caution people about is that really do take the effort to get in early and sign up with your bank because you might find out your bank unless you have a deposit relationship with them some banks are turning away customers that they have for other products but if it's a small business without a deposit relationship they're just saying um, that they're not accepting their application so when we get back let's talk about if there's any banks that are accepting applications uh, and you don't have a deposit relationship you're listening to silicon valley insider with keith Koo. my special guests are tong chen of cfos to go and john chang former mayor of piedmont uh, former bank executive and now a financial consultant as well if you have any questions or comments about today's show, email us at info at svn.biz, and we'll be right back. For questions or comments on today's program, call 1-888-828-7846. That's 888-828-SVIN. Now, back to Silicon Valley Insider. Once again, your host, Keith Koo. Hey, Insiders. Welcome back to the show, Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Koo. Special guests are Tong Chin, who is a partner at CFOs to go and John Chang who is a financial consultant. Both have been in the industry for many years. Both are CPAs, and they're very educated on the new SBA PPP, or Paycheck Protection Program. Welcome back, Tong and Jen. John? Thank you. I know that uh, we just talked about uh, a lot of the banks have kind of tapped out, and uh, it's probably not going to be before too long that the $349 billion that's been allocated for this PPP program uh, may get exhausted, but there is talk right now in Congress of maybe putting in an, putting up another $250 billion uh, to supplement because of the popularity of this program. Um, I might just briefly go into the program itself in terms of the process that I went through with a, a couple of my clients uh, already. And what you need to do is you need to gather your payroll information and uh, there's also an application that you can go online. And uh, let me just tell you right now that there is a website that you can go to to get the application and also get further information on this payment protection program. And that is at the um, Treasury, and that is home.treasury.gov. And if you go to that site, you'll see uh, COVID-19 uh, information. And then there's uh, on the banner, you can also click on the payment protection program to get more information. But anyhow, um, there's two processes. The first process is getting the application in, and that's completing the application that's online uh, that you can download and it's a fillable uh, PDF. And then gather your payroll information for all of 2019, or um, if it's to your advantage, you could use the last 12 months. So uh, let's say from April 1st to of 2019 to March 31st of 2020. And what you end up doing is you take that payroll number, divide it by 12, and that is your average monthly payroll. And then to that, you would then add uh, to compute the amount of loan that you can qualify for your benefits. In other words, your uh, medical insurance, vision, um, uh, dental, uh, what you're paying for for your employees, plus whatever you're contributing to their retirement plans. So those three components, the payroll, the benefits, and uh, uh, health benefits, and the re uh, retirement plan, you then compute and determine what is your average monthly by using a 12-month uh, period. 
then once you have that information, it's then that information is then plugged into the application in addition to answering a whole bunch of, uh, of questions which are straightforward. But again, uh, it's not difficult to do as long as you can gather the information and a lot of information you can get from your accountant uh, or the payroll service to run special reports for you. So I want to at least say it's not that difficult and I would encourage you all to not um, be uh, concerned about, gee, the money's running out. Uh, sooner than later, download the app, complete the uh, calculation, and, um, and then the tricky part is really finding a lender that's willing to um, take the application. So, so before we get into that part with the lender, I wanted to go back. So who, which small businesses are eligible for this program? You have to have a payroll. Yeah, so it could be any small business, whether it's a corporation, LLC, uh, S-Corp, et cetera, other than for self-employed individuals. So these were, we're talking about businesses, not self-employed individuals, which is a separate uh, component. But you have to have under 500 employees, which most of our um, uh, small businesses, in the, in the, at least in the Bay Area, are, are under, that 400, under that 500 because there are special other programs for large companies. Okay. Is there limits to the amount that uh, one entity can get? Uh, yes, there is. It's uh, $10 million. Correct me if I'm not uh, mistaken, Tom. Um, yeah, I do want to add several components to what you just said there. Um, so for your employees, only the first $100,000 of the payroll is qualified for the PPP loan. If you're making more than the 100000 you are not qualified, but the payment for the first $100,000 is qualified. Okay. So that, and also all your employees, need, their primary residence has to be in the U.S. If their primary residence not in the U.S. and even you're paying that person, those salary and um, um, benefit paid to that foreign residence need to be excluded from your loan application. And for eligible business, most business is eligible. However, there, there is the Small Business Act for normally the SBA has set the small business loan called 7A loan. And in those, they have certain businesses that is not eligible. For example, if you are in the gambling business, if you are in the marijuana business, those business that you're is not eligible. So, and some passive business, landlord, real estate developer may not be eligible because they are, um, see a simple thing is if your business is, um, have a job like developing, creating jobs for the US, then that is eligible. But right. it's very detailed. I actually just looked up because a question came up. So there's a several pages long about it detailed what is eligible, what is not, not eligible. So you need to check with your banker to see if your business is eligible for this program. And for the independent contractors, um, you know, 1099s, the Uber drivers, you're actually eligible. But now I know, I, at least the, um, I think several banks I talked to, they are not accepting those yet. But under the PPP program, you're eligible, but you have to wait until the bank open that, you know, uh, open that market for you to apply. Because most banks now only taking uh, businesses have the business relation, banking business with the bank. Like a lot of the, you may 1099 yourself employee, but you never bother to open the business account with the bank. The bank is not, not currently are not accepting those people. 
But I would say maybe a month and a month late, half later, when they are done with their current business relation bank um, customers, they may be open up for others. Yeah, but without without Congress enacting another uh, package, the money might be gone by then. So yeah, that's a different story. And the other thing is, um, so just people, I would say people need to be really patient with this because normally the banks who are associated with SBA, they call them preferred lenders, all the 7A loans, about 25 billion a year. That's in a good year. But now we're talking about 350 billion. So, you know, you can think, you, you can see how big difference it is and everything had to be approved by June 30. So it's almost um, impossible um, for a lot of the banks to do. And also the banks have to front the money um, to put the money out there. So, you know, this in this economic environment, a lot of banks are um, not willing to put all the money into this program because they have their other investment going on to keep the bank survive. So there are complicated, a lot of things moving, you know, a lot of moving parts. So I would say even for us, this what we're telling you today may change tomorrow because of several versions of change, even with SBA's guidance since March 27th. Well, let, let's That's talk a, about that. Yeah, thanks, Tong. Let's talk about when we get back on the next segment of the show, like what might be coming up next. Uh, you're listening to Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Chu's special guest, Tong Chin of CFOs to go and John Chang, uh, personal financial consultant, uh, former mayor of Piedmont and um, bank executive. If you have any questions or comments about today's show, the SBA PPP program, email us at info at sba.biz, especially if you want to get a hold of Tong or John, and we'll be right back. For questions or comments on today's program, call 1-888-828-7846. That's 888-828-SVIN. Now, back to Silicon Valley Insider. Once again, your host, Keith Koo. Welcome back to Silicon Valley Insider. I'm your host, Keith Koo. On today's show, my two special guests are Tong Chen of CFOs to go and John Chang, a financial consultant who's the former mayor of Piedmont and the former bank executive. And we're talking about the SBA PPP program, and we'll also be talking about some other relief packages. On this week's Cyber Tip, I wanted to talk more about what's going on with video conferencing. Uh, people have been jumping on to video platforms like Zoom or WebEx. Um, I've talked about in previous shows uh, what Zoom bombing is, which is when on a video platform, especially Zoom, you didn't have a password enabled. Uh, people had a chance to get a hold of the ID. They don't understand the configuration settings. And so they go ahead and start hijacking your video session, and they might put some profanity in there, they might put some uh, inappropriate material on there. So the simplest thing to do is to make sure that you have the security settings enabled, which is a meeting ID and a password. Also, it came out that Zoom went from 10 million to 200 million users because the CEO, Eric Yuan, decided to give the platform away for free for medical, healthcare workers, and education, like schools, which was a great thing to do, but one of those classic stories we talked about in Silicon Valley Sometimes unconstrained growth is not good for your business. And so Eric and team are uh, quickly, and they, and they have billions from their IPO last year, they're quickly retrofitting um, their platform to make sure that it's secure. And uh, coming from the tech industry, I'm confident that they and other security platform, other video platforms will secure their uh, environment so that you can use it effectively. So that's the cyber tip of the week. 
So I wanted to welcome back Tong Chen of CFOs to go and John Chang. Welcome again. Thank you, Keith. And in our last I segment, just... John, uh, we were talking about uh, your experience with getting people through the process, and we also talked about how 1099s are not yet eligible uh, for the program. They're eligible, but banks aren't yet accepting them. A question, and this is um, back to the sole proprietor. So what if you're a sole proprietor? Is there any program for you? Uh, our answer is that if you're a sole proprietor, you are eligible. Um, um, but if you don't have a business banking account relationship with the bank, I believe most of the banks are not accepting yet. But okay. they are banks, not the banks. They're not. They are. They we call them non-traditional banks that SBA currently approved, and you can go to those websites to apply. So it's easy if you can go to the sba.gov website and then there is something called lender match. So if you send your information in, they were trying to find the lender that may match yours. Um, these days, I don't know how well it works because of the volume. Um, in the old traditional, you know, normal time, not during the, this rush time, if you send your information, your information will be distributed to the banks around you. And then if they look at it, they may call you back so you found your bank. But now I don't know if the bankers are looking at those information. But they are, um, I don't want to name those people in the, in the, in, on the radio show, yeah. but they are alternative lenders. If you do some Googling on yourself, you may find alternative lenders that are now accepting um, mainly they're collecting the information. Once they collect the information, how fast they respond to you, that is unknown. But you can give a try for those people, uh, the 1099, the sole proprietor, and all those people who do not have a banking account with any bank yet. So okay. here I also want to see if you have a small business, it's beneficial for you to open a banking account, in, even in the, under normal circumstances. As a CPA advisor, I would say you separate your business expense and open a business account. It's always better for you, no matter what. So anyway, that's some free tips for oh, our small businesses out there. And John? Okay, so let me just spend a few minutes talking about because uh, people probably heard, well, gee, these, these loans are, are free money or forgivable. And let me get into a little bit of that. So once your loan has been approved and you've got your amount, let's, I'll use an example of $100,000. And then from the time that you draw against that $100,000 or once you, know, you start funding, then you have eight weeks to spend that money on qualified expenses. The qualified expenses are your payroll, folks that are on your payroll. The, the second category is if you've got a, a mortgage um, on the interest, uh, you can get that covered. Also, your rent payments and your utilities. So those things are all eligible to be for the money to be spent on. However, given that the volume is so high, the, the regulations have changed so that you can get 100% of your employee uh, salaries and benefits that we talked about earlier, but they limited all the other non payroll related categories, rent, interest, and utilities to 25%. So, um, and then the other benefit is even if you don't think you're gonna spend all the amount that you're going, uh, that you've applied for, um, 
any amount that you have not spent in that eight week period of time, whatever's left over, let's use the example of the hundred thousand, you've spent $70,000, you have 30,000 left over, you have a choice. You can either return that money back um, to the lender uh, or you can keep it and then use it for the next two years. You have two years to pay it back and the interest rate is at 1% per annum. So I mean, it's a very low interest rate uh, and it will help you if you've got cash flow issues. Um, so again, don't be fearful that you won't spend all the money uh, that you're applying for. Okay, Thank and that's very helpful for you, John and Tong. My question is, uh, do we know of any bank checks? I don't. Do we know of any bank checks that are accepting uh, loan applications without a deposit relationship? Um, they I, are I am not. not I, I, that's why I told people just Google and find it. There okay. are alternative lenders. They may not be in your local area, but like, uh, um, I, I, so there are lenders, online lenders, they're also accepting it. I think they may just get, and the SBA is approving new lenders as we're speaking. So, you know, there are probably more coming through. Um, so you just have to search it yourself. Thank you. Yeah, that makes sense. I, yeah. I just, yeah, for the large banks, which we come out of, I, I haven't heard of a bank yet that's accepting it. So yeah. it's good to know that if you Google it, you can find perhaps an alternative uh, lender. So and I would, I would try your, I would also try your small community banks. It's uh, some mm -hmm. of them may be willing to, to, to help, but again, the big banks, uh, they're going to want, and some of them are requiring more than just a depository uh, relationship. They're always going to want a credit relationship. And like Bank of America, a credit relationship, you can count your uh, business credit card with Bank of America as a lending relationship. So, Got it. Yeah. yeah. And, and another thing I heard is most banks want to help their own clients. So if you have um, that, you know, you have a loan with a particular bank. And if you're really challenged on paying that loan, you should talk to your lenders. So they may process you first because they don't want your loan to be defaulted with that particular <laughs> bank. So, you know, those just a few tips, but so that I would urge people, if you are not the emergency really needed, just wait until response because I would rather the lenders help those people really have to keep their door open first to give them the loan because it is, we're in a disaster, you know, um, economic, problem, you know, environment at the car, you know, at, as we're speaking. And then the other thing is a lot of businesses are really focusing on the forgiveness of the loan, which means what John talked about the eight weeks and you don't have to pay back. I would say um, now I don't know yet how they're going to do that yet. And the SBA ha hasn't given the bank any guidance how to do the forgiveness yet. But the long term is only 1% interest, interest rate annually for two years. So it's a good money. So and the people who need money really should just get the loan first and uh, worry about the forgiveness later. Because if you are a um, small business owner, you normally have 50 employees, but now you only can keep 25 employees to keep your door open for the next two years, three years. I would say use the money to keep your business running and even you don't get the forgivableness of the loan because that's the survival of the business versus if you only think about the forgivableness of the loan, you really don't have extra capital injecting your business to keep your door open for next two to three years. Right. Yeah, just an additional comment on that is, is that um, even if you, in, in uh, Tong's example, if you cut your staff in half, 
that um, by June 30th, the exception would be in terms of the forgiveness, if you rehire those folks back by June 30th, or at least fill those positions that you let go, then that would uh, uh, help you in terms of the forgiveness piece. Okay. But again, uh, I wouldn't worry about whether you can spend the money or not, you know, get it as Tong has indicated, get it while you can, because where else are you going to get a 1% interest rate loan? Right. For and two then, years. And then if that in your situation, when you uh, furloughed or laid off people, and you brought them back, would the expectation be that you use the money towards um, back pay or no? There's no expectation. For that. Uh, it's going to be up to each individual um, uh, uh, small business owner. OK, great. Yeah. And we don't have guidance on how exactly calculate the forgivableness yet. They just said eight weeks of keeping them on their payroll. Of which from two, I think um, February fifteenth to June thirtieth. So you know that's the piece. But you know how we they may change that any time because it's new regulations. Is yeah, any- and, and it's a, and I was going to say it's very important to keep track of your expenditures. So it, that that way uh, you can provide proof. So again, tracking is very important. Is there any final thoughts on TPP? or we've covered it very well. Um, yeah, um, I think we covered it. Think, and uh, yep. go do some search on your own and uh, get with your accountant CPS, have all the information ready because the banks are collecting information and when they call you back, you better have all the support for them as clear as possible. So at certain time you may need to call you know, expert to help you because if you couldn't show the supporting document, they may just not qualify you for the loan. All right. Well, Tong and John, I thank you very much for covering uh, the SBA Paycheck Protection Program. Uh, don't go away, because coming up in our next segment, we're going to talk about other programs that we're aware of for disaster relief. If you have any questions or comments about today's show, email us at info at sv.biz. You can find Silicon Valley Insider on Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn. And again, this is an important topic on how to get access to the SBA PPP as well as other programs. So we'll be right back. For questions or comments on today's program, call 1-888-828-7846. That's 888-828-SVIN. Now back to Silicon Valley Insider. Once again, your host, Keith Koo. Hey insiders, welcome back to Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Ku, special guest Tong Chin of CFOs to Go, and John Chang, former mayor of Piedmont and a financial consultant. Uh, today's show, we've talked all about the SBA, Small Business Administration's Paycheck Protection Program. And uh, we're now about to start talking on about other relief programs available to um, small businesses and people in need. So welcome back, Tong and John. Thank you, Keith. Thank you. So we spent all show talking about SBA's $349 billion initial program, and we talked about whether or not they're going to extend that. But while we're contemplating that, what are some other programs that are available to uh, small businesses and individuals? And I'll start with Hong. Um, so the SBA also have the what they call economic injury disaster loans. So that um, loan actually it can be for business owners, and there are also components for um, homeowners. So um, then you can check out the SBA website for the how to apply it. Those are direct loans. So the SBA are collecting all the information from you and they will do the underwriting to um, give to the loan for you. 
So for the small business section for the disaster loan, it's about the, um, it's the maximum loan amount is $2 million, but that is a broader usage. You can use it for anything related to your business. Um, so it's not only for paychecks and um, you know rent and utility. It can be for anything that help you to survive your business during the disaster time. And so the, the loan amount maximum two million, the interest rate currently is 3.75%. And I want to add that that long term can be um, up to 30 years. So that's a more generous program. And those, this, the, this loan program, there's no forgiveness on this loan program. Yeah, so you have to pay back. So this one, the SBA have been running this program during the past disasters, like one in California, we had the fire disaster. So the SBA were there providing loan for small businesses. So those, this loan is their regular program, but now this is open to the whole nation. So because we're all in the COVID-19, you know, impacted. And what's the qualification for a small business to apply? So the business is a regular, have to be under 500 uh, employees and small meet the, there's a call SBA size standard. You need to meet the size standard. And then also have a, this individual net worth. So if your individual net worth over a certain amount, I think it's pretty high amount of the business, like 15 million or something, then you cannot apply. But other than that, most small business probably qualify for the disaster loan. Um, loan. Um, so that you go to, and then there's a component for um, when you apply the disaster loan, they also have a component. They are giving you a, a $10,000 advance on the loan. So that's kind of like a grant you don't have to pay back and then you can apply for that. So you need a certain information before you get into the SBA website. So you need your um, you know, general business information, tax ID, address, and all those things. And then you also need your um, insurance information. Who is your insurance agent? What's the policy? 99%, um, I would say the insurance wouldn't cover anything related to COVID-19. But in the old days, they had like the fire insurance, maybe certain people's property had a fire insurance on it. So that's why the SBA is collecting the information. Um, even it's not really relevant to this disaster. And then the other piece people need to know is your um, business profit and loss. They want you to enter your revenue and then cost of, um, cost of the you know, expense for the year. They call it cost of goods sold, but it's, you can just enter your expense. So those things, you need to have it before you get into the form. Because once you get into the form, I realized at least a week ago I tried, they wouldn't let you save. So you have to go through each page at once. Otherwise you will lose information you already entered. Okay. And then another piece I forgot to mention, which is important for both of the PPP loan and disaster loan, any business owners that own more than 20% of the businesses need to have provide their own personal information. I got it. So okay. basically kind of guarantee on the payment of the loan because they are the over 20% business owners. So in the Silicon Valley, I know a lot of people, especially tech company, that many owners, anybody over 20% need to provide the information. Right. And then there's also like a financial and criminal related. So if you have been debarred or something, those yeah. things they want you to disclose. Yeah. Not necessarily means you're not qualified, but those they need to, um, you need to disclose those things as okay. well. 
Thanks. Um, Tom, I'm going to hold you right there. John, was there anything you wanted to add? No, other than uh, I encourage you all to um, go onto the home.treasury.gov website because there's a lot of good information on the program there. There's not only the application, but FAQs and what documentation you'll need to provide uh, to the lender, et cetera. So I would, I would not um, uh, shy away from doing, uh, applying for the uh, PPP loan again because uh, of the favorable um, terms that are being offered. Okay. So uh, go ahead. Uh, um, I want to add also the city of San Francisco and various uh, um, city and counties may have their own program. So especially if you're um, in San Francisco from the mayor's office, there are various loan programs there and you'll need to go on their website and check it out. And they have uh, loans and grants from their website. Okay, so uh, we're out of time. This has been really helpful. So I wanted to thank my guests, Tong Chen and John Cheng, who uh, both do financial consulting. And if you liked what they had to say and you need help, I'd reach out to them. You can find them by emailing us at info at sva.biz. Um, they're very knowledgeable about this area. They've helped people and companies get through it. So I really do encourage that you uh, seek out their help or get professional help if you don't know where to go because these are really um, good programs for you to make sure that your small businesses stay afloat. So uh, I wanna thank you again, Tong and John. Thank you, Keith. Thank you, Keith, for the opportunity. And it, as always, you can email us at info.sfan.biz. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn, and we'll see you next week. You've been listening to Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Koo. For questions or comments on today's program or to schedule a complimentary consultation with Keith about your business, call 1-888-828-SVIN. That's 1-888-828-7847.